0: The Fraudcast is a diverse podcast dedicated to diverse views. As such, we attract a large variety of listeners and guests. The views and opinions expressed by the guests do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the podcast or its hosts. Any content provided is of their own opinion and not intended to malign any person, group or organization. Appearance on the broadcast does not represent endorsement or acceptance of their views, either explicitly or implicitly. Listen responsibly.
1: hello hello
0: hello hello hello
1: what's up did you fix your microphone
0: (laughs) well my microphone is okay okay but it's my headphones now the headphone jack won't work so i don't have headphones i had to It's easier to do it this way because it's better to have the recording mic than I can't plug them both in at the same time to the computer because my computer's lame. It's just a whole thing. Uh, I'm
1: sorry. Whatever. It is what it is. But I can hear you okay, so that's good at least. Good. You sound good. (laughs) Oh, good. Yeah, I decided to use the mic this round. We'll see how that goes. (laughs) Well, you sounded fine last time. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I was in... uh... My husband's office last time because uh, that was when Theo was still sleeping in our room in the bassinet. So now I'm in like the closet that is my office in our room. <laughs> we, have, we have two walk in closets. We don't need two walk in closets because I'm a minimalist. And so um, <laughs> one of the closets is my office. <laughs> I learned
0: to meditate in my walk in closet. Nice. I first learned meditation was sitting on the floor of my walk in closet. I just go in there and like, I didn't know how to meditate, but it was part of the 11th step. I was like, whatever. Okay. <laughs> I'll do what they tell me to do because it's worked before. So I'll right. keep doing it. Right. So it's like, just start with like a timer, like 30 seconds. I'm like, okay. So I would do that. I would just sit on the floor. with like my timer on. Okay. Mm-hmm. 30 seconds done, gone, you know, and then I would build up to like a minute. And then I started nice. eventually doing longer and doing guided meditations and actually like getting into it and, that's now cool. I can like go in and out of
1: meditation pretty quickly I mean, like and easily. So that's so awesome.
0: Yeah. It was like, oh, once again, what my AA people tell me <laughs> works. It actually works. <laughs> every every step I, I experience the miracles of the step work. And then I Amazing. find when it happens again. <laughs> yeah. oh, look at that. The 12-step work. Oh, magic. Yeah.
1: I love almost. It's almost like it's changed a bunch of people's lives before. Almost.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just waiting. We're waiting on Lexi. She should be on. She yeah, hurt. No oh. So, um she. I think she thinks she broke a
1: toe. So oh, no, a you know, very serious injury here. <laughs> yeah, it's not like super serious, but it also hurts like crazy. Like I broke my toe once, and it was like the absolute worst. <laughs>
0: I was telling her, I was like, she sent me a picture of it. It was like, just like buddy tape it to the next toe and ice it. Like, there's nothing you can do about it. Like, that's all a doctor's going to tell you anyway. Right. 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 And, you know, I'm like, ask me how I know. (laughs) You know, I've broken several toes. Yeah. He's like, how'd you break it? I'm like, just existing is me. Right. That's what happens. I just bang my toes.
1: (laughs) I just (laughs) break them.
0: (laughs) That's fine. I have, you know, this is the only shoulder that has not had, this is the only limb appendage that has not had surgery not been wow prepared. yeah yeah because i'm a little bit of a you know klutz and i get there's, that there's a reason i had to stop drinking alcohol
1: <laughs> also probably true
0: <laughs> yeah, turns
1: out I'm actually pretty
0: much a klutz anyway. But alcohol exacerbated the problem. I was gonna say alcohol probably made that worse for you. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Exactly. If you were
1: already like that, and then yeah, yeah, I just didn't know. I didn't know. Drink something that messes with your coordination, <laughs> it's just like... know, right? and then and then I quit drinking, and then I get MS, and I'm like, what the hell, <laughs> like...
0: <laughs> man. Oh. oh, here she is, the walking wounded.
1: Oh. <laughs> i love her picture though
0: <laughs> little
2: baby kaya who's a terror now there she is hello hello. How wow. are you? Back. hello it's good to see you again how is your toe oh my god <laughs> i'm so clumsy no i was like i gotta lay down put my foot up <laughs> she had to take to the bed <laughs> i was like well i was holding kaya with one hand and trying to push the cart with the other and of course, Kaya's fighting me, you know, she's, and I don't want her to run in the middle of the parking lot. So I don't know, somehow I lost control of the cart and then it was like, boop, right over my pinky toe. Oh. And I started screaming. And of course, nobody like did anything because why would they help or anything? Kaya <laughs> runs. I'm like, whatever. All right. Cool. Oh, no. Because <laughs> you live in Maryland and Maryland is right. the worst. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, no. Uh, just another day. It's just good another to see day. you. Yeah, good to be here with y'all. Thanks for inviting me.
0: Yay. I'm very excited. I'm so excited about this. Um, about this episode. I'm excited to catch up with you. Becca. So we have with us today is the Reverend Dr. Becca Ehrlich, er- mm-hmm. um, who we have previously had on the show um as she was a kid out a contestant a cast member on the tv show lost island we also discussed some some lost resort but that's resort i do this every time
1: (laughs) i know everyone does it and it also wasn't on an island but for some reason everyone assumes it was (laughs)
0: lost lost resort which makes way more sense given what the show's about
2: Um, lost island sounds like a good show title though right Somebody should
1: pitch that
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's and that's where all the below deck yachties go (laughs) to to like hook up with other season yachties (laughs) there we go um yeah so so you were with us before and you talked about your um appearance on that show you talked about some of the your Christian minimalism stuff which by the way I've started really trying to implement and Great. be really intentional about stuff as I'm getting rid of stuff like I've cleaned this room up a lot I don't know you wouldn't yeah. know Becca but I do. It looks great. Lexi has been in the room <laughs> <laughs> and I've been doing a lot. I have just like been doing a lot of purging and stuff and, and making sure that I'm intentional about things when I, when I'm going to buy things and stuff like that. So I'm loving, loving that principle. Um, and so you're back tonight because we are going to talk about the documentary called the, the title is Shiny Happy People, Duggar Secrets Unlocked, or something stupid like that, I think. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Duggar Family Secrets. It's on Amazon uh prime video. Um, and it goes into the Duggars and then their religious organization, Institute of Basic Life Principles, um, stuff about them, and and sort of like this much larger scale of this bizarre um uh cult thing we'll talk about all of that stuff, the Duggers, how that like created the Duggars and all kinds of stuff. And I'm so excited to to talk about all of it. But before we get into that, um catch us up on what you've been up to how's Theo how's your husband how's all those
2: little chunky thighs oh my god I'm sorry (laughs) the one picture he posted I was like I just want to squeeze him he's so cute
1: oh my gosh he's adorable he's doing well he just turned six months which is like crazy um yeah and it's it's just so fun I mean like I don't know parenthood is just like a weird ride though because you're just like you're like oh god stop growing it's going so fast and you're also like get bigger so I don't have to like wipe your butt all the time right like <laughs> it's just a weird mix <laughs> it is a very weird mix but uh no it's going well husband's good um yeah just like enjoying getting to spend time with both of them and getting to especially spend time with Theo and like I don't know kiss his chubby little cheeks regularly <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. He looks so happy. He just looks like a happy baby.
0: He does he is so that's a cute baby. <laughs> really? I know,
1: I know. And it's funny because like everyone says like, oh, that's a cute baby. But like my mom especially will like show people pictures and they'll be like, that is a really cute baby, yeah. <laughs> exceptionally cute. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I can't take credit for that biologically, but I'd like to think that like if he's around us, he gets cuter. I don't know. A hundred percent. He's happy and if happy babies
0: makes a cuter baby, trust, right? Yeah, like sure. the the video that Lexi sent me of um Kaya today. Um Just do the,
2: wait, Becca, just do wait.
0: Just
1: being a demon child. Oh. <laughs> he has his moments for sure. Like all kids do. Right. Um, and I'm sure he'll have more of those moments as he becomes a toddler. Cause I've been like seeing all those Instagram reels where people are like making fun of like, what is it like to be with a toddler? And I'm like, oh boy.
2: <laughs> so, I think at one point
1: walking. Yeah. At one point, I think I said
2: to Katrina, I was like, do I need a priest? <laughs> do I actually, do I need,
1: do I need someone to exercise help? my child?
2: Like, <laughs> is this the terrible twos or is this like a demonic possession? Just kidding. Oh, no. It's not. It's like, not. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it can't hurt, right? You know? I- <laughs> can you just like, lay some hands on her becca i don't know <laughs> the thing about two-year-olds is like you it don't know hurt. what you don't know what'll trigger them one minute they're right. fine and happy and smiling the next minute they're like give me more water i'm like what? and then her head is
0: spinning in a circle <laughs> right. she's spitting pea soup everywhere
2: she, you know she'll throw a cup at my head bro i want orange cup i'm like hey, okay okay i'll get you the orange cup i'll get you the orange cup please don't <laughs> hurt me don't hurt me <laughs>
1: So I in like a previous life, I worked at a kinder care. And I was usually with the preschool. So I was like with the threes and fours. And then at one point, they were short on staff. And so they threw me in the toddler room. Oh, and no. it was a nightmare like it was <laughs> like they're running around they're throwing everything in their mouths they're like throwing things they're like i mean it was the craziest thing i've ever experienced well and you've got
2: practice worst... i guess i know but
1: like the worst part was when the day was over and you had to sanitize everything mm. they, like, <laughs> everything in their mouths and mm-hmm. you were just like Ooh. literally spraying everything and I was like this is terrible can I go back to the preschool
2: so it gets better then you're saying preschool's a little better yes luckily
1: it's just the age group and then once you get to like threes and fours it's a really great age
2: 19 Noted. is
1: a really great age they don't even hear <laughs> anymore.
2: <laughs> do they still ask you for money at 19
0: or is that he doesn't ask me for money that's good um I can I can like I see I can see his account because it he he has the same account that was like that he got years and years ago when he was still like a, a young wee lad um, so it's attached to my account, so I can still see it. Although he's 19 now, he doesn't need me attached. I don't, you know, we don't need yeah. to be attached to each other's um to his bank account, but I can see it. But also he um he has like his dad's credit card that he can use and he also has like like he's well he's taken care of, he's fine. He doesn't he doesn't need or anything
2: so that's good because i'm 38 maybe and i might still need to borrow money from my parents hey can i have uh a... no i'm kidding
0: <laughs> well never he also, ends. He also <laughs> just
2: got a full scholarship oh
0: that's oh. right congratulations for The remaining three years of um his his tuition at virginia tech for, you know, oh that's awesome yeah yeah
2: that is great
0: so um good kid good smart kid so um but yeah, he's, you know, not here. He's not even here. Well, he's been here. I've been feeding him. It's been very lovely. I've had both the kids here. So it's been very, I've been very happy, you know, oh. <laughs> you know, to have just to have them around. And even if they're I'm not hanging out with them, it's like. Oh, my world is normal again. I can hear both kids playing on their
1: respective computers or whatever. You know, whatever. <laughs> I know that that's the comfort sound for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: I can hear like the dulcet tones of my kid screaming at his friends while he plays whatever he's playing online. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, okay, that's home. That's home for me. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. So, so yeah, he's been home. Um, he'll be heading out uh later this summer to do G.I. Joe army stuff, but um get him here now. So, you know, and you're I'm not I'm not wiping his butt anymore. I promise
1: that, <laughs> <I'm not. laughs> that does end. That does not <laughs> Hey, he'll
2: be wiping your butt in about what 30, know, right? 40 years. Right. <laughs> you know,
1: the tables will
0: turn. <laughs> oh. Just kidding. Oh. Or not. Yeah. Well I've been cleaning up my dog's poop because my dogs have taken turns with the diarrhea. So that's been oh. fun. Um, but they both seem to be over it right now. So so we're all good. Here's I know <laughs> just like it never ends, right? Just when the kids are all, you know, out of diapers and the dog. It, you know, you need diapers for the dog. Um, all right. Well, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back and get started on the duggers. Hey, fraudcasters. Everyone knows that finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge. I know I've always had problems with it, whether it was the fit or the quality. Luckily, the perfect t-shirt does exist, and you can find it at Skims, the maker of my perfect t-shirt bra. Now I have the perfect t-shirt to go with that bra. From either crop silhouettes to long-sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. And if you haven't yet, be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu. Okay. All right. And we're back. So. I don't know where, I guess, the best place is. To start. I guess we'll start with, like, who the Duggars are, right? Like, so why are we even here? Why does this even matter, right? For those who are, li- if you're listening to this show, it's the broadcast. It's likely because you came to us from the 90-day world and the TLC world. So the Duggers are not unfamiliar territory to you. But if you don't know. Like me. <laughs> Lexi didn't know. Um, Lexi- I've heard of them. I never Lexi- saw them. So. Lexi lived under a rock. Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Duggars are this c- crazy you know, family of, I guess there's 19 kids. Um, and they, you know, this crazy religious cult. They were on TV. They were like one of the first iterations of like sort of starting to get out there TV on the learning channels. Like when the learning channels started to make a break for... Not the learning channel anymore. (laughs) (laughs)
1: It's
0: true, though. You know, um, it's when it started to make forays into it. So they had a special when it was like 15 kids. And then they they had another special the next year. They're having another kid. And then they eventually got the series. And then the series went on forever. And then it turned out that the oldest boy, Josh Duggar, was... Um, a pedophile and a rapist and, you know, and all these other things. Um, and he's now in federal prison doing time for child pornography. But how did we get there? <laughs> how did we get there? There's a lot in between there. <laughs> um, so this documentary is like a four-part documentary um, that sort of delves into like the Duggars. And it one thing that's neat is that you have one of the Duggar children, Jill Duggar. Um, on the show and as she participated in it. And then so you have some of that, then you have other survivors of the um i institute IBLP, <laughs> making sure you get the order of that right. You have a lot of survivors of of just the general church. And then you've got some other experts and pastors and other people that weigh in. Um, and it's all sort of sprinkled throughout and you get a lot of everything and there's just so much to unpack in this. So I don't know, where would you, would be a good place to start maybe with the Duggars?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you can't, I mean, IBLP and the Duggars are so intertwined that you can't really talk about one without the other. Like I think a lot of it is like how they were influenced by IBLP's teachings um, and t- literally lived it to a T, right? Like they were right. the poster children right. <laughs> for that yeah. group, which is kind of crazy. Um, and like literally used their show as a recruitment tool for IBLP. Mm. Um, but like at the same time, it's a testament to the fact that like living a legalistic lifestyle isn't doesn't work (laughs) it just doesn't work right like there's stories out there and if it's not sexual abuse it's other things of abuse because Mm -hmm. like humans aren't made to live under a thumb like that like it's just not what we're created to do Mm -hmm. um and so like I think it's just a cautionary tale of like don't do this please (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah um,
0: yeah, yeah, you know, because when I remember when they first came on the scene, right, like I, you know, was, you know, God, how, when was that, like 15 years ago, 10 years yeah, ago? Yeah, it was um, a while ago. Yeah, um, certainly, I I wasn't educated in the way that I am now. And certainly now I'm not even, you know, barely educated on like, you know, world religions and things like that. Um, but, but But back then, I knew even less. And so it was just like, okay, here's this crazy weird family and it was an oddity and we don't, didn't have the, the channels and all the streaming and all the YouTube and all the weirdness that we have at our instant ready right now. We didn't have that back then. Um, we didn't have DVRs. We didn't have any of that stuff. So it was like, Oh, here's this weird, you know, I can't, you know, I'm I'm working in the graveyard shift in the middle of the night. Here's this weird, you know, show about this weird family that's all very super religious and very, they're very nice and obedient and, da, 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 and you just thought they were weird and an oddity knowing what we know now about the religion behind it and how that all came to be like, it's scary. It's scary yeah. stuff. Like it's really, truly really frightening. Um, and Lexi, I think it's interesting. I would, I'm really interested about hearing from your perspective, your thought on the Duggars, just because you didn't know anything about them before. Right. So like, this is your only, ex- you weren't exposed to them with a different understanding of, you know, the background. The,
2: background, the right. only thing I knew of was Josh and what, cause that was just, that made, you know, all kinds of headline news. But mm-hmm. other than that, no, I, I didn't have any knowledge of, of the family. So yeah, it was it was scary to watch. It reminded me a lot. Like one of my degrees is in psychology and it reminded me of like things that like psychological experiments that you're not allowed to do because you would never get approved, like the blanket experiment, which Ooh. I'm sure we'll talk about. Blanket time. Yeah. Uh, blanket oh. time. Yeah. I shouldn't say experiment, blanket time, which is like absolutely abuse. Oh yeah, absolutely. disgusting. It's like sure. it's almost like the Stepford wives mixed with like a zoo. Like they're they're trained. There, it's like a circus yeah. they have the the women have to be perfect and the children have to act like trained animal like you know you know you just mm-hmm. you don't speak you don't you just they're robots it's disgusting anyway yeah i'm on trying to of, think about like, on top how of the um, other actual other
0: like very specific abuse that was right on top of all that yeah so so let's back up then that's what is the i because i think to understand the duggers and to understand how josh came to be because he molested his sisters he gets caught on at the ashley madison leak he's right. he's um engaging in in rape fantasies with um a prostitute consensual sex but those were like what they were acting out and then goes on to have the this these very very disturbing child um pornography uh pictures uh, and whatnot to understand how that came to be, I think you've got to understand the, the Institute of Basic Life Principles and how they created the Duggars. And to understand the other big, huge question is, why did Anna stay? His, his Josh's wife, Anna, why did she stay? Why did she stay? And I think that that can be answered very easily, actually, once you understand the the, the sort of the basics
2: of and then even the more specific teachings of the well, I, IBLP. And also my question is, what happened to Josh? Because typical 12-year-olds don't molest siblings unless they've experienced it themselves or they've been exposed to something. Like you don't just
1: know well, what to I do think,
2: necessarily. I don't know. There, and that mm-hmm. makes me think, was was there something the else going on? The generational
0: abuse, I think, that was right. happening with this with that family and stuff, because if you go back into the, and we'll get into this, the, the teachings of Bill Gothard and stuff, you know, which is basically just a guy who like made up a bunch of shit, Xerox it and decided <laughs> that this is the way everyone's going to live and everyone's going to have long hair and, and, and everyone's, you know, like going to have these booklets and, and we're going to, that's all we need. Right. And everything's going to be fine. You know, he's made a bunch of shit you up, know, but I think understanding that generational, you know, where these people came from, <laughs> where they came from, I think answers that question because he was raised in this belief system that encourages and that, in fact, not only like turns a blind eye to it, but I think encourages it. Um, if you let's talk about what the Institute of Basic Life Principles let's go there. Why don't you go ahead? Becca. <laughs> <That guy. laughs> you want me to? Okay. Well, <laughs> I won't call you a religious expert, but you know more, far more than any of the rest of us, given you, you know, our uh, you know, the Reverend Doctor.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, <laughs> I don't even know where to start. So basically <laughs> IBLP is um, a fundamentalist ministry that um encourages people to especially specifically families to live a very specific way so um the big thing that they teach that pretty much affects everything else is this like umbrella of authority or um, um, <laughs> um which basically like it shows this huge umbrella and it says christ on it and then under that is like the umbrella where it shows like the man of the house, right? The husband. And then under that umbrella is then the wife. And then under her umbrella is like the children. And so basically the idea is that like, um, these umbrellas show who you need to obey and who has power over you. But in addition to that, like they're called umbrellas of protection, which is really messed up because what that means is like, if you step outside of these umbrellas, then you are no longer protected and like bad things are gonna happen to you basically. And it's your um- fault. And it's your fault, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, which we've talked about before is spiritual abuse, on here, right? <laughs> <Is> that like <laughs> put it, pinning it on the victims is never a good thing. Um, like,
0: and there's a lot of that. There, particularly with the women, which right. I think would, I mean, which
1: explains Anna so well. But totally, totally. And so that sort of that that concept of authority then drives a lot of their other stuff around like, what does it mean to be a good wife? What does it mean to be a good child? What does it mean to be a good husband? Like everyone is supposed to be in these very specific roles and act in very specific ways. And when you don't do that, um, they put you in line very, very quickly. Um, and that's where like abuse and other things happen because like, if you're not doing that, you have to get back in line because that's God ordained, um, which is also really messed up because that's, really bad spiritual abuse because then it's like i can't step out of this because this is this is what god needs me to do and if i don't do it like i'm gonna burn in hell um, right and didn't bill so
0: bill gothard right who's the mm-hmm. sort of the founder of this the great the granddaddy of this or whatever you want to call him Satan <laughs> <laughs> um um
1: he what was I say? oh you i lost my train of thought
2: sorry uh, <laughs> well he never
1: married or had kids right and so like that's right and so like that's hilarious to me that like he's making this huge blueprint for how a family should be right oh yeah 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 and then never lived it himself
0: yeah so i was gonna say he pretends he says that he's speaking the word of god right that god speaks to him directly so that you know, even more so of like it's like like in the 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 FL the the FLDS or whatever right. and stuff like Warren Jeffs is the prophet, so right. d- whatever he says doesn't matter. He's speaking as God, so right. Got to do, got to go about. with it. You yep. got to go with it, even if it means you're being raped. You totally. Know, well, and what's
1: and I was thinking about this. I was rewatching pieces of the documentary to prep for tonight, and. Um, So, right, so these wisdom booklets that they used for their ATI or their Advanced Training Institute homeschooling program. Their homeschool program. (laughs) Right, which is terrifying, (laughs) right? (laughs) School in quotes, right? Right. Um, But what's fascinating about it is, like, they basically train you to do victim shaming because that he he teaches this like really horrible misinterpretation of scripture which basically says like if a woman doesn't like yell out when she's getting sexually assaulted then it's like she's just to blame for the assault as the assaulter which is horrible in itself but then you take into account these umbrellas of authority that is drummed into people right and so like If someone's getting raped, like they're not going to shout out because they've been trained that like the male has the authority. And so it's like this horrible theological trap where like you're to blame because you're not yelling out, but you're never going to yell out because we told you not to. Mm Yeah. And so it's it's literally just primed for for abuse and and victim shaming.
0: We'll be right back.
1: And now back to the broadcast.
0: Right. Okay. So he has this homeschool program, and he uses these wisdom booklets <laughs> to to train all these people. Right? You know, um, and 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 it's all designed. Uh, you, this patriarchal structure which as they i mean almost all are right like i think there's very few cults that are led by women right (laughs) but i think for the most part you know the patriarchal are patriarchal structure of it designed you know that that if 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 a man is having sex with you it's because god wants him to have sex with you so how can you cry out right like how can you do that um and then um i don't know i was gonna say something else about the wisdom booklets but i forgot now
2: so (laughs) so let's continue i saw a lot of parallels with scientology in some ways with the like just the marketing of it i guess Mm -hmm. the 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 training the indoctrination the taking the kids away from or people away from their families and putting them in whatever they called it the uh house there's some way i mean obviously scientology is not God-based necessarily, is more alien-based, but,
1: you know, <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> choose either your deity, right, but, <laughs> well, and also, and this went quick, but there was a quick section where um one of the ex-IBLP folks were talking about how, like, you, you had to meet with people, like, multiple times a week, and, like, talk about all the bad stuff you did, and, like, confess your sins, and, like, they kept making you do that over and over and over. And then they would use that later to basically be like, yeah. And so I was like, oh man, that's like Maxium That's like that's a maxium collateral. Yeah, right. Like, right. and I was just like, that's so crazy. And it's actually part of the bite model. I don't know if you all have heard of that. No, I bite?
0: just learned about the bite model. I was just finished Emily Paulson's book. Oh. Hey hun, highly recommend it. Not yes. an ad. highly recommend it. Really, really good. But she talks about her- her multi-level marketing company as a cult because it, it is. And then yep. she also sprinkles in some white supremacy roots and some other stuff. It's really, really good. And she's also sober too. So it's a it's a whole full circle thing for me. But ah um, she talks about the bite model. But if you want to explain it, yeah.
1: Yeah. So basically um Stephen Hassan has this thing called the bite model. And basically it's um what uh, cult or cult-like groups use to control people. And so BITE stands for behavioral, information, uh, thought, and emotional control. Mm. And so basically, like, for example, behavioral is like affects how you dress or how you do your hair or like how you live out your faith, you know? Um, Information is like isolating people. So they're only getting information from the group. Um, that sort of stuff, um, thought is like, huh. <laughs> so I'm laughing because this is so, it literally fits into a tea, but like, um, making sure that, uh, you get rid of any negative thoughts and only positive thoughts, which is like complete spiritual bypassing, which is like the whole shiny, happy people thing. Right. right. Um, mm-hmm. and then, uh, emotional is like making sure that like they're, they're tuning your emotional responses to things um Make or and like shame. making you confess a lot so that you feel bad about it and making sure that like they have the answers right yeah um and so like once you start looking at the bite model and you start thinking of like all these groups you're like oh crap there's a lot of cults out there yeah <laughs> Using the same the same kinds of things yeah, yeah. so it's yeah. like I mean, as far as
0: I can tell, this guy, Bill Gothard, just decided that like he's whatever these really, really bad values and their shades of, you know, back will make America great again. Right. They even Mm -hmm. they talk about it. And as one of the people talks about, he's like, well, great for who? Like, right. Protestant white men. Right. Like that's only everybody else was was not. Yep. you know, it wasn't a great time for them. So, but his, his teachings are trying to like emulate that. Right. And, and so it's like, he, is he just like t- decided, okay, these are my beliefs and values and I'm going to m- make them into this like belief structure that I'm going to, uh, you know, teach everybody else. And it's going to like go out there and spread like a virus, which it did and it has, and it's still like, and I'm really wanting to hear your take on on all of that um how it's how far spread it is to mm-hmm. other religions and other aspects of of culture but it's like this weird guy he's not even that charismatic
1: i don't you know
2: no um, he's not,
1: you <laughs> know he's not. Yeah, but like most like it's weird though because like when you look at a lot of cult leaders like they're not right like Keith Renere, you would never like <laughs> Be like that guy's a charismatic dude, right? Like, <laughs> no. Now, if Tony guess, Robbins
2: became a cult leader, maybe, I the, maybe I could see
0: that. The real, like, charismatic people don't need to brainwash you and and slut shame you into to following them. They're just like people, yeah. so I guess. Um, and it, it it's like like they 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 do worship at their own houses or something, but then then there's these training centers, and then they're like their 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 bottom line mission is to train people to get into government to take over the
1: world basically yeah which reminded me a lot I don't know if you all watched the family docu-series I did not watch it yet but it is on my list um I would be curious one since you watch this then watch that because that like focuses so much on like infiltrating groups um to get political power to push your agenda type stuff. I don't think i right, have seen that.
0: Which well there I mean there's a lot of getting into you know pushing your political agenda we're seeing that play out you know yep. in our country right now. yeah Um but you know to to see the same sort of things happening right you know you you have this and they created this this system where all these people bought into this belief system that's supposed to be god-based but i don't see any evidence of that of course i'm not a religious scholar and i'm not even super religious you know as far as like that and that goes um so so i don't know like it's like oh yeah there's also christian christianity in here is kind of like what i got because it was like he's talking about all these beliefs and this and that and then it's like oh yeah and this is based on scripture this is based on sermon on the mount right um like the entire that's what I was gonna say is the entire wisdom booklets thing is based on Sermon on the Mount. Now, can you sort of break that down for us a little bit?
1: Yeah. So it's really interesting because, like, okay, so in my uh denomination, which is Lutheran, mm-hmm. uh, we have a concept called law and gospel. And basically what that means is law is like all the stuff we should be doing, right? And then gospel is basically like the the good gospel means good news so it basically means like um grace all the good stuff that comes from god unconditionally that we don't have to do anything to earn right so peace um love forgiveness salvation right like we don't do anything to earn all that god gives that to us no strings attached um but we couldn't get to the gospel the grace part um without the law right because the law like we're always going to fall short. We're all, we're never going to be perfect. Um, And so it shows us that we need Jesus. That's, that's how that works. Um, There is none of that (laughs) in these teachings, right? Like there's literally none of that. It's literally just law, 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 law. And like, even, and it was funny because when I was doing research on IBLP for this, like the way they talk about grace isn't even what grace actually is. Like, like I said, grace is all the stuff God gives us for free. Mm -hmm. um and they see it as the desire and ability to like do good things Mm. which again puts it on you and so uh what really broke my heart was when um one of the ex IBLP women were talking they said uh shame was killing me Mm -hmm. they're part of it and I was like well yeah like because no one's perfect and we're never gonna you know like match all the things that we're supposed to be doing so if you're only experiencing the law if you're only experiencing the stuff that you should be doing and not experiencing that grace that gospel part like of course you're going to be like shamed all the time and that's i it's just an awful and terrible way to live um and that's why like i get so angry at groups like this because it's like this is not how healthy spirituality is supposed to feel yeah (laughs)
2: yeah
0: Yeah. I mean, they, 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 there's an off, you know, there's an awful lot of that. Like, you have to do this, 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 you have to wear your hair long, you know, and things like this. And, and I think it was with you, our discussion previously that like any time a religion or whatever, like prescribes that you have to do something like this, a certain way, that, that there's maybe something you should be questioning. And I can't remember if, was, if I'm attributing it incorrectly, then I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. Well, I think, I think we talked like the general idea of like, if the, if they're squashing questions, like that's not healthy, right? Like Mm -hmm. a good, healthy faith and a good, healthy spirituality is like being able to ask questions and wrestle with things. And this was very much the opposite of that, right? Like, this is very much like, this is the way it should be. It's God ordained and you do it and that's it. And if you ask questions, like they get you back in line in some fashion.
0: And in this case, they're getting you back in line uh, is very severe. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we we met we touched up a little bit on um, blanket training, which is, I guess, one of the early, early versions of their physical abuse and mental, emotional and spiritual and all these other things. They put this baby, they put the baby and the baby would be like Theo's age, like on a blanket with a toy just out of their reach and every time they reach for the toy, they, I, I, I'm blanking. Do they yell at him or do they hit him? Do they, what, I forget what happens. They bop him on the hand. Yeah. They, yeah it was they physical. Go,
2: yeah. yeah, it was yeah.
0: Physical. And, and the whole point is and they'll do this repeatedly for like hours. And the point is, is to teach them to mind their mother to obey because this concept of obeying the, that who is in authority of you. Right. And this child you know, the, is under the authority of the parent and the mom in absence of a older white, you know, an older male, I guess, you know, to, to take over, she would be the the one. So they would put them on a blanket to train them like this. And eventually, yeah, the baby will learn, you know, to, to, to mind their mother as it were. And then you know that just continues as like as they grow as they grow you know there's there's the really disturbing videos of the guy demonstrating the spanking yes. and the, then the other video of the guy showing this is how you can bless them and punish them at the same time now one of you want to tackle those
2: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't even super know. creepy yeah These, it was it's bad. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, they're having these, these like seminars to teach people how to beat their children. Right. Well, yeah. And it, what was interesting was, uh, what's the cousin's name, Amy? Amy. Yeah. Yeah. So she even was like, they asked her, one of the producers asked her, like, did you ever see your cousins punished, Mm -hmm. you know, in that way? And she basically said, yeah, they called it encouragement. Like, they would bring them into a room and be like, you need some encouragement right now. Why don't I'm like, you come in here and have some encouragement? And it just reminded me of, like, the room in Severance. Yes. <laughs> you watch Severance. Right? Yes, it's such a good show. Right? And, like, they just bring them in and they basically, like, make them sit there until they're fully apologetic or whatever. And it wow. it felt like the, like. Break the, room. Right, yeah, the break room. And I feel like that was, like, the physical abuse version of the break room. And it just, like, really made me sad. and. Disgusting. Between blanket training and
2: that and then Well uh, then they said they would smack them for hours until they stopped crying Right. That was one of the things I'm like this is just disgusting I don't even know where to begin like um, how i feel about this. and then one of the training centers and the training
0: centers we're going to touch back on in a minute when we get to J- josh duggar specifically because he went to one of these training centers mm. right yeah are you going to talk
1: about the prayer rooms locking
2: people
0: in yeah prayer rooms? yeah because
1: yeah. <laughs> that's where i was going right oh god yeah this which is, is totally yeah. like nexium right where they the that woman testified in trial that like they literally like put her in a room with like nothing in it and made her stay there for like ever <laughs> a year. Yeah. A yeah. And, and there. it's just like, and you like, what do you think is going to happen if you like, sh- I basically doing solitary confinement for someone mm-hmm. like we've proven that that's not good psychologically for people. Nope. Yeah. And, and these
0: people, this is, and then, and, you know, they, they keep doing it and they, they, they do it at any age. You know, the right. one woman who is the former IBLP talked about, um, how you know her husband would do it to her you know because this 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 idea that you're supposed to beat the children you know you can it does there's no age restriction on it and it includes yeah. wives and she was raped multiple times on her wedding night
1: yeah um
0: and and this is you know somebody who's taught that you're supposed to you know submit to sex anytime and anywhere you know at the will right. of the man and she was you know she she was raped. Right. um <laughs> so they, they talk about having their sort of will beat out of them right like you know of course you're not going to say no and do you know wh- why would the Duggar girls agree to go on this the Megyn Kelly interview which we'll talk about in a minute you know like well they, they're not going to say no they, they've had the will beat out of them since they were babysitting on blanket trying to get a toy that's they're that put in front of them you know um so that's sort of the system that the that, 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 that's the 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 basics. I mean, there's so many more details, but that's sort of the basics underlying, right? So there's this and this idea uh, with the women, right? That if you're um to avoid eye traps and you know like what I'm wearing now, right? Obviously massive eye trap. This my 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 Kim Kardashian bra on my skin. Your your shoulders
2: are showing. Your shoulders are showing. That's not appropriate.
1: Yeah, and also too low cut, by the way. Too low cut. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like I've missed shoulders, you know. You're you've got a thirst trap shirt on, you know, because they're drawing attention to your neck. You should be wearing a high high neck. Yep. her um, sure. hair isn't long enough.
1: Oh, definitely
0: uh, Lex- not. <laughs> Lexi's hair is long enough, but it's probably not curled pretty enough for the guys. No. Um, so it's all of these things where, if if you if you quote unquote, get raped, you know, like if, you know, and I, if you're, if you're sexually assaulted, if you're raped, if, if a man does anything to you, it's because you invited it somehow. Yep. Um, And, and, it, and it's not like subtle, this victim blaming slut sh- 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 shaming idea isn't subtle. Like it's very explicit that it is your fault. Right. If you know, if you, if you get raped if it you know it's by if you're that guy's having sex with you because god ordained it and if you're saying it's not then what are you saying to god and and it's you know you need to if you're not enjoying it then you know it's your own fault and you know all any any which not only
2: that you. if your husband cheats on you it's your fault too for not being a good enough wife right. however that that may turn up whether it be not being submissive enough not being you know who knows? But I, you know. I find that interesting as yeah. well. And
0: the one woman, when her father molested her, like that's, you know, she had to be like, okay, yeah, that's because God ordained it, you know, like yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, talk about the spiritual abuse. Right. And then right. he goes from that to Bill Gothard being like,
1: oh, I'll take care of you as he yeah. starts like raping her. Totally. And <laughs> I think what, what's, what stems from that, like all of this stems from unchecked authority, Right like whenever you give a group of people like blanket authority then of course people are going to abuse it because like we're broken
2: as <laughs> right. humans right.
1: well this one guy said his father was drawn to the organization because of
0: this sort of patriarchal uh, unchecked authority that the yeah. that the, the the father's had um, yeah. so if you're already having an abusive you know Um, kind of mindset like you're you're gonna seek out was it confirmation bias basically you're gonna find the people you're gonna be around people who you know um, and you know endorse that that behavior and in fact you know support it encourage it um, tell you that's what you're supposed to be
1: yeah which Uh, is really interesting when you look at the Duggars though because um, that reality tv expert I forget what her name is but she pointed out that like the show goes through great pains to just kind of show Jim Bob is like this lovable lug <laughs> and like not like the guy who has everyone under their, under his thumb. Right. right? Because they knew that that wouldn't like fly with mainstream <laughs> society. So instead they like portray him as this one thing when in reality, like we know hearing from Jill and, um, they also interviewed, you know, like the family friends, Bobby and, um, I forget Bob, her husband, husband uh, Jim. Jim yeah and then um and Jim Bob's sister mm-hmm. like it's very clear and Amy right and her husband like it's very clear talking to those who knew them that like Jim Bob's it right like the buck stopped with him and which was very very much IBLP culture mm-hmm. right and and it, I find it
0: found it interesting in the the final the the fourth one they talk about basically like Jim Bob is like the next Bill Gothard. They're like grooming yeah. him to take, take over, which is frightening, um, frightening. But so all of this is the backdrop, right? So abuse is the women's fault, the you know, and all of this stuff. Um, men are brought up to, you can do whatever you want. It's God ordained, you know? And um, so that brings us to Josh Duggar. Now, the first offenses that we know about are him molesting several of his sisters and the details of it are not completely clear because i've heard varying stories reported about like the severity of it you know like jim bob is like oh it was over the clothes while they were sleeping they didn't even know and then like jim and Uh, bobby holder like yeah no that's not quite how it was and the girls won't talk about it on tv jill to her credit she's like "Uh -uh, i'm not going to talk about
1: that right you know yeah and amy Um, was like no like jill literally pushed him away at one point yeah yeah Yeah. so we know that this
0: was the quote-unquote first offense that's the first offense that we know about
2: and he was 12 right apparently when it first started right right
0: Mm -hmm. And it went on for a while. It's happened more than once is what I've gotten the impression that I've gotten. The records are not completely clear on it. The reporting is not completely clear Um, because like whoever got away with it. Well, whoever reported it, like they made this news report. It got leaked out and the girls were really upset that it got leaked out because they didn't want anybody to know about it. And then it got leaked and then it got leaked that it was them and you know, that they were the victims and it caused this whole problem. I, you know, hopefully ultimately this will be healing for them, but you know, that's their journey. Hopefully they heal from that. Um, But so, so we have that and how long did it go on before it was Jim Bob reported it to his friend, Jim. Right,
1: I think first, and then. um, Well, it was definitely a few years because I know he was courting uh, Kaylee, the daughter of the Holt, right? And like basically, Jim Bob used that as a carrot to like keep him behaving, Mm -hmm. which is also
2: really messed up, really screwed up because while he was making laws, writing some sort of law law to prevent child abuse or sexual assault remember he was in the middle of uh, running
0: or he was on the like the state house or something at that point and and like um yeah so so jim bob was doing that and then with 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 josh courting kaylee and the conversation that the jim bob had with jim was was like, Jim was like, were you going to tell us? Was he going to yeah. tell us that, that he had done this? And he said, no. Jim Bob's like, no, we weren't going to tell you till after they were married. Josh was going to confess to Kaylee after they were married. Like, using her as a stick. Like, if you, you behave, you can have her and get married. Right. Yeah. And Crazy. they basically cut off contact with Jim Bob at that point. They were like, well, we're going to tell the authorities if you don't. So they go and they find this, this, uh, police officer who's
1: iblp who and like is porn- good friends with jim bob and then turns out that he also was like currently serving out prison time, time for, for child, child pornography. pornography right
0: <laughs> which is like oh they go and tell him and he says oh it's okay don't worry i'm sure he learned from it basically somebody makes else, you wonder somebody else finds out about it i think and they send him oh well we'll send him away to get dealt with you know, they send them to this work camp. It's right, like building which doesn't
1: do anything to like fix anything, right? It just makes no. them like dig holes and stuff. It's
0: like like no doesn't. counseling. There's no. Yeah. It's run by the IBLP, so it's just right. one of these work centers where they lock the girls in the prayer rooms right. for weeks on end. You know, it's not. It's not any kind of sexual abuse. You know, abuser you know kind of you know train training
1: <laughs> rehab <laughs> facility right? yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> rehab.
1: Um, and like that was it that's all they did for him yeah which is like terrifying because then everyone's like well of course he like went back to doing stuff because like he was never taught that was wrong like right
0: and in and fact the- so the so the girls then of course they believe because of their teachings that it was their fault that Josh touched them because they were the victims. This is the teachings, right? Um, And then Josh goes on to um, have his name leaked in the Ashley Madison leak. Now we've (laughs) talked briefly about this, I think on another show, I don't remember what, but Ashley Madison is the website that was for people who were intentionally cheating, looking for affairs. Right. Um, And specifically husbands,
1: right? Like, I don't think
0: it was for, why? i think it was for anybody oh uh, was it okay i think primarily it was gonna be the men but um but uh there was a leak where a bunch of the people who paid money and stuff to to be on the site and to access the features a bunch of that stuff was leaked <laughs> his name was josh duggars was among them and in that same story came out was um this um adult film actress i believe or no yeah which- was she an adult actress? But she yeah. was also a. I think she was just also a sex worker. Like a, she was a prostitute. I think I don't
2: know if she's a prostitute. But I definitely know she was an adult actress. Okay.
0: Well, they were having sex, and she said it was consensual, but it was basically like a rape fantasy sex, very rough rape, like. Um, so that was the other next thing that came out <laughs> about Josh, <laughs> and then fast forward another couple of years. And it was um the child porn that the feds had been investigating.
1: Yeah, and not just child porn, but like very violent, really disturbing child young, p- Not that not that like any child regular porn. <laughs> child porn is good, but like <laughs> right. it was it was like a new level of child it was porn.
0: Among right? the most disturbing stuff yeah. some guys have seen. It was really vile, really violent, really young. Like it was really, really bad. Um and um that reminds me i need to put a trigger warning on this episode yes (laughs) because lots
1: of stuff right (laughs) so many
0: reasons so i'll go i'll go back and (laughs) and put one in make sure i put one in because um yeah there's all of this stuff is such 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 bad stuff um So, yeah, so then he gets, that happens. And so a lot of people were like, okay, well, after the Ashley Madison thing, and it was around that same time that the the news about the the girls was coming out and people were like, well, Anna, why aren't you leaving him? But it wasn't as big of a deal. Like, people were like, eh, okay, whatever. Like, um, not that those things are great, (laughs) but compared to the child porn stuff that came next, that was people were questioning even more um oh my god anna why are you staying married to him you have multiple kids with this guy like why are you stay, you know staying married to him they show images of them in holding hands leaving the courtroom every day like she's still with him now even now mm-hmm. um knowing what we know about the IBA, um, LP, can you explain maybe a little bit about why she would be conditioned to stay why she stays
1: Yeah. um, So some of it's practical, right? So IBLP is very much anti-traditional education, as we talked about with the ATI homeschooling (laughs) program, which is a a sorry, sorry excuse for education, which is why like once they got rid of Bill Gothard very quickly, I think in two thousand. 21 mm-hmm. they were like jk we're not doing ati anymore it's just, anymore. A bible it's study. just a, right it's just a bible study we'll just have it on the site for like people to access but like it's no longer a homeschool curriculum and you're like but meanwhile you used it in like from 1984 on it was just like for <laughs> decades <laughs> uh, anyway um but like it's all of that stuff that we already talked about with like the umbrellas of authority and the um and the slut shaming and like all of that stuff has been drummed into them. And she has no like formal education. So like between those two things, like she's not gonna be able to leave. Like she's it's just much harder. And because and like we talked about the bite model, like it it's isolating. Like they specifically make it so that if you're homeschooling your kids, you don't want them to experience anything outside of like IBLP and like this very specific Christian culture, right? Not like Mm -hmm. all Christian culture. Right. But like this very specific style of Christian culture. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like your whole life is people who think and look and act and do things like you. And so you don't even like, you think if you step outside those umbrellas of authority and those umbrellas of protection, like, all hell is going to break loose, literally. Like, Like, literally literally hell. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Yeah. Their hell is very vivid, they talk about. Very, 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 very real. Um, And so, like, no wonder she doesn't leave because it's not an option for her. Okay, so that
0: makes makes complete sense. And you hear that same kind of thing from other kinds of abuse victims as well, you know, practicality speaking. Um, But also, like, I mean... I don't think anybody actually thinks that Anna thinks that the victims in the child pornography were asking for it. Right. But that belief that it's the victim's fault on all abuse, all of everything else. How does that factor in you think to um, her, her stain? Like, does she
1: think he hasn't done anything wrong? No, I think Lexi hit it on the head before when Lexi when you said like um it's it's like victim shaming to a t where it's like it's all I must have been I must have fallen short as a wife for him to do these things Mm -hmm. so my guess is she's putting it on herself which is even worse right because like of course she didn't do anything to deserve him doing all this right like it's because like no one did anything when he was 12 when they he could have been like gotten treatment and like help for stuff but it just Do keeps th- spiraling out of control because no one did anything about it.
2: Do you think it's also because they didn't like maybe pray hard enough or because I feel like a lot of times with these cults, they don't allow members to get maybe drugs like first and, you know, mental health drugs or um, different therapies because they're, can you know, controlled by the church. So I know a lot of times they're like, well, just pray harder or, or you're not a good Christian or you must not do be this. Hard enough. Right, right.
1: Right. Right. I don't know. I mean, I haven't heard that specifically with IBLP, but that wouldn't surprise me if that might be entering in. Um, yeah. I think it's more like her training, um, having lived through like IBLP principles and ATI and all of that stuff. I think support it's, your man,
2: your husband, stand yeah. by him, you're under They're, him.
1: Yeah, they talk yeah. about how like that's their only
0: purpose, right? Like you didn't they didn't need to learn math past fractions because right are used in baking and that's and that's
2: it right i laughed and i shouldn't have at that point i was like this is a joke i mean not a joke it's not funny but i'm like wow
0: wow this is really what they think
2: of women baking yeah yeah Yeah.
0: and and being around and if you're not there ready willing and able to service them sexually then you know you're you're a bad wife and you're not godly enough and god's gonna smack you down and you're gonna go live in hell instead of repopulating the new newborns the church of the newborns or that's Chad there was like
2: one scene where they were like two women were swiffering the kitchen floor and I don't remember who some man maybe it was like Jim Bob was like laying on the couch reading and I was just like I hate this and I'm like it doesn't take like a cult though to to that for that to be like real life In some people's cases, like women are still doing stuff and men are just 100 percent
1: which which brings us back to what you were saying before, Katrina, where, like, these teachings have gone much wider than just, like, the people who went to the seminars for IBLP, right? That's like, where I wanted to go next. It, yeah. You know, they talked
0: some in the documentary about how it sort of infiltrated they, – they, they got – it into to to churches or um, that's kind of like how they spread right but they got into prisons and then they Mm -hmm. got into public schools and sort of how it spread into other religions and things like that and that I would love to hear what you have to say about that
1: yeah it's really fascinating to me too because like it seems like this fringe movement until you start to hear some of the teachings and if you know anything about like christianity and like church teachings you start to be like oh crud like this i definitely came across this in my own settings um like aspects of this and like just thought it was like this crazy fringe thing but in reality like it became way way more mainstream than we thought right so like they they only touched on this very quickly but in the documentary they talk about this like character first program that they brought into public schools Mm -hmm. um which is basically teaching like blind authority for kids to their authority figures, which of course, like, not great to be teaching, nope. <laughs> right? Yeah, sometimes I'm not authority it, I'm figures do educational expert, but <laughs> I'm thinking not great, right?
0: Not great, yeah, yeah.
1: And so, like, and then it it it's infiltrating into the military, and it's infiltrating into like other things, and um, like even even in my world, like I still see some of this infiltrating, like. My and, and I would say that I, I I definitely serve a serve in a denomination that's more progressive, leaning progressive. Um and so like it's crazy to me that I'm still hearing like basically author like the umbrellas of authority things. Mm-hmm. Um so like <laughs> this is kind of a funny story. My um uh, my husband worked for a church, not my not my denomination, a different church. And uh he went to pick up a new uh a new employee. Uh, from the airport, and the employee gets in the car, and he's like, w- after the like niceties of saying hello, nice to meet you in person, he was like, "How how does it work if your your wife is a pastor, with you being the spiritual head of the household?" Oh my god! No pun intended. <laughs> and, my, and my husband was <laughs> laughed. My husband laughs, right? And it's like, "It doesn't really work like that for us. My wife is a feminist." <laughs> <laughs> It's like, (laughs) have you met my wife? (laughs) Well, well, you hadn't met me yet at that point. But like, (laughs) but what's funny, not funny, haha funny, but like funny, weird funny is that like, I don't think this employee ever like went to IBLP stuff. Like you would have been too young for that. I don't think that was a thing. But those teachings, right? Like they're not new in the sense of like people have been interpreting scripture in that way for a long time. Um, it was a lot of reason why women were considered inferior, but like that sphere of authority is a very specific way of thinking about how the household should be run. Um, and like, I've even come across it in different congregations I've served and stuff where, um, people were just, I don't know what the word I want is maybe uncomfortable with the idea of a female pastor. Um, mm-hmm. And not because like they actually believe women are inferior, but just because this is, this is like infiltrated um, all these church settings and all these other public sphere places um, Mm -hmm. that like they've, They've internalized this idea of what authority should look like. And so then when I get up there, they're like, what do I do now? This is not, this is not what I pictured authority to look like. This doesn't, she doesn't have a male voice. It's too high, you know? Like I hear that all the time. I'm like, your voice is too high and squeaky. I'm like, I'm a woman. You know what's interesting,
2: actually, now that you mentioned that is like I think I said in the last time we we spoke, I grew up Russian Orthodox, like very traditional. And I remember asking my dad when I was young, why are there no female priests? Mm. There are none in my religion that I grew up in. And he didn't really have an answer except for like, well, there, just aren't like only men are priests or something. There was no like, I mean, and granted, my dad is not like a sexist or whatever. Oh, no, and, not at all. But mm-hmm. um, it was just very interesting. And it, it never really, when you when you grow up like that and that's all you know, you don't question it. And I can reflect back now and look at that and be like, wow, that doesn't, as an adult, I'm like, that doesn't really sit right with me, but it's only in being exposed to other religions. and.
0: But that's and- why when Josh Duggar at 12 was molesting his sisters, it wasn't just that nobody redirected him and said, oh, no, wait, you probably shouldn't do that. That's bad because they didn't see it as bad. Right. You know, yeah. they didn't view it as bad, and they that's why they didn't send them off anywhere else. Real, they only sent them to the church thing because, like, under pressure from the Holtz yeah. or whatever. Um, you know, and then you know, obviously, like later- maybe they
2: thought it was bad, but they're just in denial, and they thought if they could pray harder and send them yeah, away to camp would away. They would, yeah it would go away there we go it would yeah. go away well,
0: yeah no you know not even you know they didn't even know they were asleep and now they know about it and they, you know all these things making excuses but he had grown up in this system right where especially him as the oldest male child mm-hmm. not just a male child but he was the oldest of this huge quiverful, which is that whole other thing which is the you got to yeah. populate the the after heaven, or after earth. What it,
2: what's it called? The after-
0: afterlife, <laughs> afterlife, Are life. About,
2: like how many Whatever. kids there? I don't know.
0: <laughs> Which religious people call it? I just I just call it. I don't know. What I don't even know what I call it. I just know what it looks like in my head.
2: Like, <laughs> Are you talking about like how they have a lot of kids to? Yeah, the quiverful yeah. movement. Which, yeah, the system. movement. The, yeah, the quiverful Yeah. How does that relate to eugenics? Because as more, the more and more I'm learning about it, I feel like this is a bigger conversation, and it's mm. more like trying to. I don't want to go into like racism and all that too much, but I will say that there's, you know, you talk about infiltrating politics, and and all of that, and having more children. They talk about the segregation of the schools and how they, that's when they pulled them out. Um, to homeschool them back in the day mm-hmm. it makes me wonder like are they really having kids to for god or for heaven or are they doing it to just take over like the white race and are
0: they white supremacists also right.
2: on top I, of everything else? i don't know i mean but yeah. i am saying, like popular. you know i don't know i would say there's probably an
0: argument to be made that tracing it back Words, at least they have similar roots. If MLMs have roots in white supremacy, I'm going to guess that IBLP <laughs> does too. Yeah. You know, the whole yeah. cool concepts of white supremacy, you know, and, and God, I imagine there's a whole conversation to be had with the racism involved just in general in, you know, these kinds of cults because they
2: are predominantly uh, white. Right. I did not see one black person in that audience of that, <laughs> <laughs> of any of that. I'm just saying.
1: No, or anyone uh, of any
0: color, right? No, like, it not. wasn't just black. But like, nope. Well, yeah, they pulled the kids out of school to homeschool because the schools were getting, you know, desegregated,
1: like, right. they're yeah, afraid of yeah. people of color, you know, Yeah. Um, Oh, I wanted to, um, Katrina, what you were talking about the system, like I was thinking about that a lot while I was watching, because um I just watched the newest Hillsong documentary um mm-hmm. on, on Hulu. Um I, and I watched I, the other I, one that was on Paramount Plus. Yeah. Too. And like um what I was struck by when I watched that was like Carl Lentz, right? The the pastor of um hillsong new york city who of course had that huge fall from grace because he was doing all sorts of things he shouldn't have been doing and basically hillsong uh scapegoated him mm-hmm. um and then we come to find out later like oh shoot like he like yeah he did some not great stuff but and Is he the and young guy should... that
2: had the affairs
1: yes yeah okay, yeah, he's yeah.
2: attractive right like yeah for yeah. sure
0: he and had, he like he really... had
1: charisma like i could follow yeah, see right. people
0: following yeah him. He was,
1: he's a very but... good speaker for sure yeah um yeah he was a charismatic person um but he was part of a wider system mm-hmm. that perpetuated cycles of abuse and then swept them under the rug right yeah. so like yes he is definitely responsible for his actions but he was also part of a system that like condoned that behavior and like Encouraged perpetuated him. it yeah yeah Encouraged he was like a rock star yeah literally
2: there was like there's like religious groupies it seemed like almost i hate yeah. to say that but i mean for sure you get to that that size of a church that's just massive i mean you're thousands of people in the audience uh, you're a yeah. rock star uh jesus yeah, star, for sure or whatever you want to call it i don't know
1: for sure and but... i think that's the this situation is very similar to that where it's like a a system that's perpetuating these cycles of abuse and condoning them um and so josh duggar was part of that Mm-hmm. Where yes, he should be responsible for his actions, and also we have to acknowledge that there was this unhealthy system that's that's encouraging and perpetuating this abuse, and mm-hmm. then like sweeping it under the rug and then continuing on as if nothing happened, and then it just continues. Yeah,
0: right. And um, you know, we talked briefly about how like you know oh so they so they sort of kicked Bill Gar Gothard out, right? Right. They kind of push him to the side after they pushed his brother to the side by just relocating him to a place where he had, <laughs> which was less, more <laughs> which is more secluded. <laughs> <laughs> so side story is that Bilba Gothard's brother was also problematic sexually with women shock. Right? right. So what did they do only because they had to do something and I forget why, and they were
1: like, oh, have him marry one of the women. Yeah, and the board was like, <laughs> that's our line. <laughs>
0: like, but you know blast. what? I know, the board, no, no, we're not going to do that. But you <laughs> know what? You know who it worked for? David Koresh. He did that. Mm. He had the, that whole thing all worked out. He That's how he did it. I've been obsessed watching some of the Waco, old Waco documentary. Well, like the new ones, the Waco, the aftermath. I, I watched and then- I went backwards on a rabbit hole. And so I was watching a lot of stuff, trying to understand the uh, the allure of David Koresh, but he did that. He married yeah. one of his underage yeah. people to to get away. So he didn't have a problem with, but yeah. So Bill Gotham- Well, was he didn't to- have a board that told him no.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> um, so what did they do with this guy? They moved him to another location that was even more secluded, <laughs> even <laughs> less supervised,
1: just out of the way. <laughs> That's like what they do with the Catholic priest. Like, I know I was thinking about that. I was like, right. that's literally what they do in it's like church situations. Book, right. Right. Like, <laughs> like,
2: oh, this Catholic priest has been molesting boys. Let's put them in an all-girls school. I'm like, what is going on? This is not a solution.
1: <laughs> this is not a
2: solution. Oh. <laughs> uh.
0: And then so he then Bill Gothard, who we talked about earlier how he has never married you know when they're talking about this he's never married he never had children yet he's writing this whole blueprint for how family should be and his appeal like his shtick was if you raise your kids in this they're not going to be you know thugs basically right it's like they're going to be good kids you know and this girl's like yeah but I went to jail anyway like Mm -hmm. right
1: (laughs) (laughs) In fact, probably went to jail because she lived in this like cycle of repression. And then like, when she finally left, she was like, I'm gonna do all the things like an Amish person on Rump Springer, right? And right. then realized like, oh, shoot, that probably wasn't a great idea. She said she got hooked on on uh, shoplifting. Right. Yeah.
0: Like, she didn't need the things, but she would do, you know, because she was so probably was so restricted, you know, oh, yeah. it's like, it's like the baby on the blanket. Well, oh, yeah. I'm gonna take the things now. I'm gonna take all the things you just watch out you CBS I'm gonna take all the things
2: right? yeah
1: <laughs> yeah it's almost like repression doesn't work almost
2: right <laughs> right
1: spoiler alert. spoiler alert um
0: yeah so you have um all of that happening right and then um so he moves out and and they're, they're talking about basically they're grooming Jim Bob to be getting into that next slot. And, you know, he's running for state Senate again. You know, he did a couple of terms in this Arkansas house, like whatever, a long time ago, but then, then he was running again. And then like the audacity of a man to be running for Senate, like while his son's going through a child pornography trial, like the, the cognitive dissonance, there's just like,
2: unbelievable. I think it's the arrogance of narcissism. I think that whole family and religion is built on narcissistic assholes i'm excuse, excuse my language becca i apologize <laughs> <religious>.
1: yes i've <laughs> never heard that word before <laughs> <laughs> i've always apologizes to me as a pastor I'm like, i don't care swear away
0: expletive matter years yeah. you know, you need the expletive um i guess i could
2: do confession right now right i mean i can just
1: <laughs> let it all you out you are but... forgiven by god my child thank you <laughs>
2: <laughs> But I mean, and even said to his friend, he was like, You're jealous of me. I mean, he obviously has this arrogance about him, jealous you know. when like everything went down and all that. But I'm just like, I don't know, the whole yeah. mm.
1: But he's trained to be like that through yeah. IV, yeah. I mean, right? He... Like they they literally are training men who have families to be like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then one of the ex I- iBLP
0: people said like they, they saw like that there was me a show with them, and they're like, I know the Duggars, I'm in, I was in this church, da da. And they're like, Oh, finally this stuff's gonna get exposed because how can you be this abusive and have and then you're gonna be on a TV show? And then none of it was shown, right? Mm-hmm. And so she was like the audacity of that man to be like, I have this family so under control that none of the things that we do are going to show they're going to be those shiny happy people there were you know the oh it's
2: so good and then michelle Duggar and her creepy soft voice and you know that, that and we- katrina what did i say i said it sounded like when i watched the documentary today it reminded me of early sister wives like the first season <laughs> oh, of sister wives except yeah. for without without the polygamy but like Ooh, everyone the
0: was, everyone was
2: perfect the kids the wives right everyone was on their p's and q's <laughs> obviously that slowly that opened. kind of blew
1: up didn't it <laughs> it blew up
2: but... it's almost as if repression doesn't work
1: right. oh my gosh if you don't get anything from this podcast today
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. it's almost like repression doesn't work
2: <laughs> it's true um but it, i saw a lot of similarities and and so if the duggars really went However, many seasons with being quote perfect on TV, filming hours a day, then that alone lets you know that those kids and that family are under such authoritative control mm-hmm. that they are able to be perfect all day long. Because and like, yeah.
0: they've had it beat out of them. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, they received well encouragement, encouragement, right?
2: Right. Mm-hmm. And blanket so, training. We'll be right
0: back. And now back to the broadcast. Since we're talking about TLC. Can we talk about what a terrible production company they are in that they had these contracts with Jim Bob and then the kids never got paid for anything yeah. and even after they became
1: they they became of age? Well, and they like, were signed for even after they were no longer minors, which I'm pretty sure is, should be illegal. right? That would
0: they would not be enforceable contracts
1: right. because, right? yeah,
0: they would not be enforceable and um if the ones were like she just signed the back page the signature page and didn't read the contract that wouldn't be enforceable that she signed it under duress like yeah. i'm thinking as a lawyer i'm thinking of all the reasons why those wouldn't be enforceable but not like she's going to take her dad to court and t- tlc at a court and, stuff. and
2: nor does she know that she even could she's you know again she's ignorant she doesn't she know no she never idea. learned
1: what but, any of that even means growing up in the house she grew up in so well, she, and she you know. thinks that things, bad things are going to happen to her if she steps outside that umbrella of, of protection. Yeah. She can't and, go against her dad, yep. Yeah. Because her dad's doing it on the word of God.
2: Which yep. I didn't realize in the contract he was making 850 what did they say, $1,000 a season. I saw in the in the little fine print, $850,000 per season. That is absolutely insane. And those kids didn't see one dime.
1: Yeah, that's crazy.
2: Sickening, sickening.
0: And like Jill talking about like her birth and stuff, and she was just like that was like the high one of the highest rated, you know, seasons or something. And she asked just for like, hey, can I get money to pay the, like the medical bills that came out of that? And they're like, yeah, we paid your your dad, which meant she wasn't going to see any of it. Yep, you know, horrible
2: man.
1: It's horrible.
0: Yeah, I mean the. Can we okay? So can we talk a minute just about like so? Obviously, there's a lot of spiritual and religious abuse here. Can we talk about a lot a little bit more? Break that down a little bit because, um, like for what 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 religious abuse is, what spiritual abuse is, and what it can look like? Because I think it's really important. And people recognize physical abuse, obviously. They can recognize right. emotional abuse, although sometimes that's that's more subtle. Um, But religious and spiritual abuse, I think people so often don't realize that they're
1: subject to it. Yeah, for sure. So um, some examples of spiritual abuse. Right. So there's like actual abuse that's directed at people spiritually. And then there's also like any other type of abuse that happens in a spiritual setting. Right. So, like, for example, like using your religion's holy book to control your choices. Um, or intimidating you into conforming to the values that the group espouses, or insulting other belief systems, saying the truth is in this group specifically, Um, censoring you from asking questions or disagreeing with an organization or a leader, Um, feeling isolated or rejected from your spiritual community if you go against what they're doing, public shaming or humiliation, threat of spiritual consequences for not reforming, like burning in hell, um sexual or physical abuse within a spiritual community or um basically saying that like your relationship with god or deity or whatever is based on what you do right Mm -hmm. Um, so those are just some examples of what like spiritual abuse can look like Um, and already like I'm sure everyone's spidey senses are tingling (laughs) just like (laughs) listening to some of those and being like oh shoot this is like ticking off a whole lot of those boxes yeah
0: (laughs) yeah well I mean because that's opening a whole can of worms right because like as we've been talking about this generational um, you know these generational systems you know that ge- the, that perpetuate these cycles of abuse and cycles right. of this and not every religion is abusive although there's probably some elements of abuse in any kind of you know religion right. and and it's not obviously you know the Catholic Church isn't doesn't have a monopoly on you know being pedophiles right, right. <laughs> you know and Clearly- certainly, yeah and certainly you know there are other redeeming things about Catholics it's not like Mm -hmm. that's like their only identity you know this is stuff is you know permeated through lots of different kinds of things but um I think particularly under the guise of religion it's you know this well the God said so and oh my God I don't want to make God mad so I better just submit to this you know sex act that's happening to me right now
1: yeah, and like this is why there's this thing that um uh there's a group called exvangelicals
2: <laughs> where, <laughs> where
1: it's like people who um and, and it's interesting cuz some evangelicals like walk away from the church altogether and then some of them um stay in the church but not in that specific brand of Christianity and do something that they call deconstructing their faith. We talked about that. Yep. Which is this. basically like you're deprogramming yourself from spiritual abuse. Mm-hmm. um so that you can now move forward and if you are, if you want to continue in the faith like find a healthier way to be in your faith as opposed to what you were in previously
0: and and I think that's really interesting because I always find it um uh, interesting watching these shows you know and I you know I watch a lot of the you know FLDS ones with the ex you know FLDS members and mm-hmm. stuff and and my first instinct is like, oh my God, I would turn away from religion altogether. But my religious upbringing is completely different in that I didn't really have a specific religious upbringing. So I don't have the same sort of ties to it. What I found very interesting in watching these is that by and large, these people who have left these fundamentalist things are still very much loving God. Mm -hmm. And so finding that avenue of how they can still they can reconcile their love for what the who they know what they know is as a loving god they know that's there somewhere despite all this other stuff you know how they can have that relationship with a loving god that they understand or you know in my case a god of my understanding you know which is the phraseology we use in in 12 Steps. um you know that You can have that relationship and, and, and get, you know, learn and, and as, as the saying is deconstruct those other things, the abusive parts around that, like, do, do you, in your experience or your thoughts or your research or anything, how, how do you see that playing out for these people? Like, does it tend to
1: work out for them? Does the deconstruction work? (laughs) It depends on the person and how long it's taking. Um, I think um, what's interesting when I've worked with folks who have deconstructed from um, more fundamentalist versions of Christianity, for example, um, a lot of times it's teasing out the difference between God and the broken system that they were part of, right? Like the broken church system that they were part of is not God. Um, but unfortunately, like it was conflated for them previously. And so a lot of the work is like separating those two and being like your relationship with God is not what happened to you. Right. Like, um, and what the problem is some folks are not able to do that. And so then they just walk away from the faith tradition altogether because they're not able to do that. Um, because they've been taught that like all of that stuff that they went through was God ordained. Right. Um, so,
0: how do you trust like how if you were raised that way how do yeah. I just leave that and go and suddenly trust you now right right you know, uh, a female over? pastor a female pastor <laughs> with a rainbow stole probably and right. no
1: you have a nose ring how dare you <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know? Um, so it takes a lot of time for people and like, obviously I'm, I'm a spiritual director, so I work on that level, but there, obviously you need to like work in a team, like you definitely have a therapist, <laughs> um, and, and other people, um, a coach, maybe, um, other people who are trained in different ways for this person to like, think through things in a different way, because it's literally like deprogramming and re reprogramming how you want how you think about god and how you think about your faith and how you think about how you live out that faith that's That's why there's like therapists who specialize in in people who escape from cults you know right right you know
2: there are did you guys ever watch that
1: show escaping yes i was just talking to someone about that in the kingston clan yeah that was a great show yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it was really good yeah. Um,
0: I think she's done so one of the girls from there has done so she has a YouTube channel. And oh, if, really? you go to, if you go down that rabbit hole of those Jeff's people, of the FLDS people and those kids and stuff, there's a whole like t- lots of people who have YouTube channels that are like answering questions and like having mm. these things to explain it. And um, I went down that one night and there's just a yeah, a lot of fascinating things. Um I'm going to have to slide into their DMs next. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for sure. I think it was when I was talking about like how like the the Cody Brown family is related to um, like how all the polygamists are all related to each other. Well, I'm
1: shocked.
2: said no one ever
1: but what's really fascinating about all of those and not to get off topic but like (laughs) right right but what's really interesting about all of those is that like i had literally no concept of how many fundamentalist polygamous mormon groups there were in utah like i legitimately was just like oh it's flds and then i found out there's like the Kingston clan and like the brethren, something. And then, like, there's another the, one too.
0: The one that the Cody Browns is, is yeah, like the AP. Uh, yeah, there's, there's like the another apostolic, one.
1: I, 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 apostolic, apostolic brethren, apostolic something. Yeah. Brethren. That's and, it,
0: that's
1: and you're just you like, and I keep finding new ones. And I'm like, how are there this many? Po- like, I don't understand <laughs> how these <laughs> all oh my- exist in a state. <laughs> like,
0: what would your advice be um, to sort of do-parter here to, to, to people who may be having these bells starting to go off, flags starting to go off just in their own experiences where they may be currently in or were in spiritually religious, abusive type of situations um, and feel like it might be, there might be some harm. Like what would you tell those people? And then, the other what, the other flip side would be what would you tell people's families of mm-hmm. people who are like IBLP or maybe in a cult, you know, and I know we're not yeah. talking like cult specific necessarily, but like what would we you, are though.
1: I mean, there's a I <laughs> <aspect> in your <laughs> congregation
0: and <laughs> it was like my daughter is in IBLP and she won't leave. Like, what do I yeah. do?
1: Yeah. Um, well, the first thing is if you're still in the abusive situation, get out. Um, find a way to get out, even if it's hard to do that. Right. Um, And then once you're out of that situation, like find the help you need to do that. Right. So find a team, as we talked about, like find Mm -hmm. a therapist, find a coach, find a spiritual director um, and or a pastor or a friend who knows faith stuff that you trust Mm -hmm. um, and get to work Um, and like be gentle with yourself. Right. Like this is hard work. It's hard emotionally and spiritually and mentally. Um, and even physically, um, you know, like the body keeps score, the idea that like trauma lives in your body for long oh, periods of time. Right. For sure. 100%. For sure. Right. That's like my anyone expertise. who's experienced trauma knows. Yeah. That. That's what, that's what Lexi does is so she gets out that. <laughs> yeah. Act yeah. Culture, yeah. I know. And congratulations on your graduation, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. That was so cool to see. I'm excited. More people changing lives oh, um, yeah. for the better. Yeah,
0: I know. Right. Right. All in the same, the same sort of space. Right. Mm-hmm. It's this mm-hmm. sort of holistic, spiritual, like all, all encompassing, like looking at you as a whole individual, not just it,
1: like body part, parts. Yeah. <laughs> you know,
0: it's like, you're not just, you know, a vessel for God. Like
1: you're a right. whole person, you know? Totally. Totally. Um, so those are the things I would say if you're the one that's in that type of abusive situation. Um, the other thing for families is like, um, find help for yourself, right? Like find support groups, go to counseling, all that good stuff. Um, but in addition to that, like be patient with the person, like it's going to take a really long time, um, to go back to like escaping polygamy. Um, there were times where like people were still like, thinking that even after they got out of it like they still wanted to continue living the way Warren Jeffs told them to live because like that was drummed into them and like they weren't at the point that they could start deconstructing um like everyone is on a different timeline with that and they need to be ready so I think it's easy for like family members who don't who haven't been through it to be like well you're out of there now like what's the problem Mm -hmm. and like the problem is that like you lived that way for so long and it, you were under such shame and fear of not living that way that like you need to like do the work and like not everyone is ready to do that right away.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot. I, I'm, I see a lot of um, similarity when, with this, this shame talk mm-hmm. is I see a lot of similarity to the way that people view addiction. Mm. Um, you know, there's a lot of shame. A lot of it is ourselves. Right. Yeah. shame ourselves but like Mm -hmm. where does that come from it comes from somewhere there's the society stigma about why I feel it should be you know it's shameful to have engaged in the behaviors that I did even though I was home alone by myself you know it's still shameful you know well I was sick I have a disease you know I was Mm -hmm. like like learning to be gentle with myself um, and to deal with that shame and I don't need to have that you know shame and uh, the, there is like you said there's a lot of work <laughs> that has to go into that um and and yeah a whole team therapists all of it all of it um um gosh um the 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 last point i want to i sort of want to touch on is this idea that they're spreading this out to the world right like their goal is literally world domination um through elections and things like that. And they said the highest anybody from their system got was um, Madison Cawthorn, right, from North Carolina. And then, of course, he had a fall he from grace situation. Shamefully, as we use the word shame, language matters, right? Shamefully fell from grace for his sexual abuse issues yeah <laughs> and
1: language and language right fall from grace like it's interesting to use that phrase because like there's not a whole lot of grace in this tradition <laughs> right? right good point <laughs> you know you know
0: maybe maybe that's the point <laughs> fall from law i don't know
2: <laughs> just like there's not a lot of shiny happy people or whatever the title of the documentary yeah, right? Shiny, happy.
0: <laughs> right um those poor jugger children there is hope for them though right
1: we hope so so. i mean well what's interesting is um jill and then one of the other sisters um has stepped away ginger right Um, though she's a little less public about it Mm -hmm. um so it's interesting that already two of them have stepped away from that have started to deconstruct so um i have hope that others may do the same
0: the, the similarities to the Plath children, the welcome mm. Plathville children, who a lot of them, they, as they get older, they're breaking away and doing that deconstruction and stuff. in yeah. you know, prayer closet, like Lydia talks nothing about nothing else but her prayer closet and how much time she spends there. You know, that she yeah. puts herself in there to pray all the time because, you know, her family's so messed up because her, you know. Well, you heard about what happened to the mom,
2: right? Yeah. Yeah. The mom went buck wild. Ma- yeah. Mom. Oh. oh yeah. Mom like left the husband. Got, oh, yeah. Like Maybe, a couple yeah. DUIs. Oh yeah. wow. Maybe yeah. drugs dropped- well, drugs. It's
1: almost like repression doesn't work. Yeah. Almost <laughs> <Like it>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh you know, that's God. that's interesting. You see that too, because my parents always told me, like when I was in high school, they they kind of allowed me to do certain things that Maybe weren't the best parental decisions, Mm -hmm. but we had open communication. And because of that, I never got in a car drunk or with anybody drunk. I never did anything stupid. And I always communicate with them. So when I went to college, I was the best behaved. I mean, I partied, but not anything like my friends Mm -hmm. getting, you know, doing stupid stuff. I didn't have to rebel or I didn't have to go absolutely crazy because I wasn't repressed. I was well, see, I wasn't healthy. either.
0: I was, I was brought up the same way, right? Like, you know, Gen yeah. X we were feral, right? <laughs> and I was the youngest, and you know, my parents didn't really care. Like, I, they never knew who, where I was or what I was doing, you know. But, but I, yeah, there was no repression there either, and I still grow into an alcoholic because I was born an alcoholic, right? Like, it, you know. um, I mean i don't know like if i'm gonna be an alcoholic i'm gonna be an alcoholic it's not you know you repressing me isn't going to stop it it may just delay it you know and then yeah it
2: worse when, when well, it's add- addiction is a yeah it's a little different Well, you know but, yeah. you see
0: it with the mom the Plathill mom though because she talked about how she had issues with alcohol and stuff and then she goes and she becomes this ultra uber religious repression mm. repression. i didn't know she had it, it. I didn't know she had issues. She had issues before, and then she Uh. went this straight and narrow path and doing all this, and then, and then it's like almost like her repression didn't work, and she went buck wild.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, because you didn't actually treat the the issue. Exactly. You You, you were just like, well. I have Jesus now. Everything's happy and shiny and good, which is funny because that's not remotely what Jesus says. Jesus is like, this is going to stink sometimes. I just want to let you all know, but I'm here for you. Okay, Right. Right. But I'm with you the whole way and it's totally worth it. Right. It's fine. (laughs) You're going to be fine. I've got you. I love you.
0: Okay. Exactly. exactly. You don't need to have long hair for me. I still love you anyway.
1: (laughs) You have a nose ring. Doesn't have to be perfectly curled.
2: <laughs> I know,
1: long curled hair.
2: You don't. Isn't have it to- interesting how the different uh religions re- like require different hair, like the FLDS or like no, the Warren, J- whatever. What is yeah, the FLDS. Yeah, they they have to have their hair up, right, when braids and like and, and the height, poof, the, poof <laughs> yeah. and the poof, the height of the poof differentiates the the ranking
0: amongst the wives. It's all about what the perverted men at the top like. It's just their mm-hmm. and thing and control, the control right. and the patriarchal society yeah. and how much. Like, there's a much broader conversation about how much, in the history of all that, where that all comes from, which fascinates the hell out of me. But I'm sure will would bore my um, many of our listeners.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Read some interesting Mormon history about how polygamy started because it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I've I've I think I've
0: seen some of it. Um, but then I got into it was on one of my YouTube rabbit holes, and I don't always trust the videos that pop up on YouTube because you know it's trying to indoctrinate me. Into right. the, it gets weirder and weirder as you go, right? And less legitimate. Yeah, like, legitimate. I know, so how did, PBS... how did it start? It's <laughs> like you not know, the PBS Frontline. You know, well, it's suddenly this like guy in his mom's basement talking about. <laughs> you know he needs the water under his you know he needs the water and he needs he's gonna go live in a storage unit in his
1: ex-wife's backyard yeah Um, so basically like to very quickly well first of all polygamy didn't really start with mormons we know that um right, right, right but how it started in that in that tradition is that like at one point um it like they didn't do polygamy at first in that tradition and then all of a sudden like the leader i forget which one it was was like i don't remember who it was joseph smith or like one of the other ones i don't remember but like I thought one it of them, was joseph smith but I'm was not it? but at one point they were like god told me that i should take another wife Oh god and mm-hmm. that's how it started and then it like became a thing and then like now we have like all these offshoots of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints because like the traditional Mormons, right? Like the ones that, um, the mainstream Mormons, if you will, right. right? Like they're they're very much anti-polygamy. Right, um, they renounced it. Yeah, I mean, partially probably because it became illegal, but <laughs> <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> minor there detail. But also
0: of things going on.
1: In right, it. right. But also there was like a lot of abuse happening with it. And so like they, they decided they weren't doing that anymore. And then like all these offshoots happened because people are like, no, no, this is what like that leader said that we needed to do because he was told by God, right? Like God ordained. Mm-hmm um yeah
0: so yeah they talk about it on sister wives as the principle of plural marriage in that yep. like if you and there's this the uh, you pronounced it right i didn't uh, apples, apple is <laughs> uh, apple uh, <laughs> i can never pronounce it right that's okay <laughs> apple is <laughs> App- brotherhood whatever that yeah, yeah. Is. Uh- um
1: apostolic <laughs> <laughs> Ep- Ep- <laughs> apostolic that's it <laughs> thank you
0: <laughs> apostolic brotherhood one um that it's like you you have to have all the wives so you can have all the children so you can get right. a, you can be part of the I don't know if they're like of the six hundred forty four thousand or whatever it is I don't yeah know.
1: well there and, and like part of the Mormon tradition in general is like uh, children helps you get to a higher level of right. heaven basically so. Um, you take that into account and it's like well of course polygamy makes sense because then you can have more children Yeah, (laughs) if you're a dude right
0: (laughs) right right but you know and then just the interesting you know twists on what how they twist god's word and they twist uh scripture and all that to just to get what they want to to fit into their little abusive bubbles you know yeah the spiritual happens in a lot of
1: traditions (laughs) just saying it's almost Um, like interpreting scripture can actually go wrong
2: yeah
1: (laughs) i don't know what you can
0: possibly be talking about waco um gosh no joke right or like
1: just like i i went down the rabbit hole today of like reading through some of Gothard's teachings for IBLP and like how he interpreted scripture. And it is super disturbing.
2: Can you give me like an example of one for your interpretation and then one of his, like how he would have misinterpreted? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) that's a good (laughs) question.
1: Yeah. Well, so he, um, yeah. So without putting on the spot, I didn't, sorry. No, no. So one of, this is like a crazy one that really was just like, I was sitting there with my head in my hands for like a good five minutes, but like, Um, So there's the Cabbage Patch doll thing. Oh, oh yes. But I didn't know what that came from until I did some research. So it's even crazier than it sounds. So basically, he told people that like Cabbage Patch Kids could bring demons into your house because there could be demons like living in Cabbage Patch Kids, which just sounds crazy out of context, right? It's even crazier when you know what's behind that. So he believes... (laughs) that adoptive like adopted kids take with them the sins of their birth parents so because you're signing a thing adopting the cabbage patch kids then you are taking on the sin of the found like the person who created cabbage patch kids and he believed that like that guy was like a warlock and like imbuing demons into the cabbage patch Kids. so that was what was behind it and like that it is was more disturbing than I originally right like I read that and I was like what um and he he like I forget what bible passage he used about like being adopted um that he twisted like twisted into that right and like of course I have a lot of feelings about that as, yeah, a parent, right. I as just an like,
0: adoptive mom <laughs>
1: what the actual <laughs> right
2: right. Like- <laughs> right
1: um and so like I would like, obviously I see adoption as a good thing when I read scripture. Like it, we are like, adoption is used as like, we are adopted into God's family. We are become heirs of God's promise as, as adoptive children. Right. Like um, all the views of adoption in scripture are actually very positive. That's always been my thought. (laughs) Right. And so like, he took those, like those verses and like twisted them into this like crazy thing um yeah so that's just well, a one example if people
0: could adopt other kids too then they wouldn't be having their own babies you know and exactly i mean so like if he has
2: these views on adopted kids What, are, what where, where are the kids supposed to go well right go? right
1: and so like what's interesting i did i also went down the rabbit hole on the quiverful movement <laughs> <laughs> it's like why not, why not? um but like one of the interesting things is like different versions of people in these groups have different views, right? So some people in the Quiverful movement are like, no, must have biological children, and then some people are like, okay, well, if I can't have biological children, like how do I live out this mandate from God to like have as many children as possible? Which is clearly not how don't. I don't. Would...
0: You just live in shame for the rest of your right, life. Right. Right. Well, that's oh, an option,
1: but also <laughs> like. Um, and, and obviously Quiverful connects to the IBLP stuff because a lot of they lived through a lot of those teachings as well. And like, obviously, I would fall short of that because I can't have biological children safely. Um, but like the answer that some people gave was like, well, you adopt as many kids as possible because you mm-hmm. still want your Quiverful, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting. Obviously, Gothard did not <laughs> subscribe to that <laughs> since... Or if he did, apparently we need to do an exorcism on adopted kids because they are bringing demons and horrible things from their birth parents, which is like. Well, those evil
0: demonistic Cabbage Patch kids are bringing just all that evil into your house. Right.
1: (laughs) that so, like, it already sounded weird and like crazy and then you add like the biblical interpretation to it and you're like that's even worse that is way even
0: worse i mean these yeah. are the people who thought okay let's put a baby on a blanket and then hit him every time they reach for the
2: damn toy that yeah. it's in front of a I mummy mean, well yeah. the amish people they also believe in not having dolls as well because of evil demons right i'm not making that up right i saw sort that. Song. of.
1: they don't they don't believe in like having likenesses right so that's why like amish dolls don't have faces and they do, don't like their picture taken gotcha it's, yeah, yeah is because like it's it's considered like not a good thing because it's um vanity or whatever
0: well gotcha. uh, amish people i mean there's a lot of abusive as, as stuff happening there too right <laughs> i mean
2: in the amish communities i yeah. want to return to amish do you guys watch that yeah it's though. super oh, fake but fake. you know whatever. it's so
1: fake though because so then you fake. like find out that like these people like lived outside of the Amish community like for a long time before years. yeah I for know. years yeah. and then you're like oh that kid that they were like had like they had been out of there for so long that they'd had a child together already and then they were like making a big <laughs> deal about them dating and I'm like what <laughs> yeah
0: yeah but there's some actual there was an actual real documentary and i don't remember it's on one of the mainstreaming platforms it's not like some guy did bro dude did it in his basement or whatever but um where it's a, it's a documentary about the similar kinds of sexual abuse the types of you know authority over the women um mm. and, and and it was very specific to this you know area but i i but how the religion, you know, was, was behind it. I don't remember. I, I have to, I'll look it up, but um, it was really good. It was, but, you know, it doesn't surprise me, you know, I mean, there's abuse. There's Like you're talking about the spiritual abuse everywhere you go and then the physical abuse. And then if they can yeah. combine the both, then all the better. Right. Cause yeah. it's
1: under the auspices of God. well and the worst part is that like no one really acknowledged that like spiritual abuse was a thing for a really long time and like I'm so grateful that now people are talking about it um and like I don't know if you all listen to the podcast the rise and fall of Mars Hill Mm. um but they it basically talks about in Mark Driscoll's church like spiritual abuse and again like this cycle of perpetuating spiritual abuse in this situation um and like It really blew apart like everyone's idea of like, oh, my gosh, like maybe I have experienced spiritual abuse in Mm
2: -hmm. situations
1: because people like didn't talk about it or they just thought it wasn't like real. Right. Because it wasn't physical abuse or whatever. And I think people feel the same way about emotional abuse. Like, mm-hmm. well, if you didn't get hit, like, it's fine. And it's like, no, no, it's not fine. No. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, yeah. and so like, I'm just grateful that people are now talking about spiritual abuse and like acknowledging that it's a thing and that people are getting help for it um, and getting out of spiritually abusive situations.
0: Um, Yeah, I agree. I think and I I think it's important and maybe, you know, a good, good, good thing that a good spot to end on is that, you know, there are resources out there now, Mm -hmm. you know, there maybe there didn't used to be, but there are resources out there and we'll link to some of them. Um, There are resources out there now to help in these situations. I'm also, you know, hoping that maybe, you know, with with this documentary out there, people seeing it. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, you know, it is, it is triggering for people. It can be. Um, So, you know, use that caution watching it, but maybe it will wake people up to what is out there or what they're experiencing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So I guess on that, um, I just want to thank you again. It is always a pleasure having you. We'll we'll bring you back on for any r- whacked out religious documentary. <laughs> I'd be more yes. than welcome to come. I let's, would love to do. Let's that. Let's do Hell Song next because there's oh <laughs> gosh, multiple we'll documentaries about those folks. I'd be really curious with that because they only made a brief mention of it in the the Hulu one, I think, about how like. The actual religious principles that the Hillsong is based on is actually kind of at odds with how they present in this like yeah. massive mega rock star church yep, type yep. thing. About and and I would really love to like get into some of that. Um, in addition to of course, more spiritual abuse, but right that the patterns and maybe some of that um. You know, just some of the the interesting cultural movements that happened with that with that. um, it's just so much so much fascinating. So, yeah. like I said, I'm I'm deep into the Waco stuff right now. Yeah, yeah. Really. Well, I'm
1: honored to be your like messed up religion expert. <laughs> you are. You are.
2: You're amazing. I'm so happy to see you tonight. Thank you so much. This was so also- fun. I
1: love being with y'all. You also have a, a a love for reality TV, which makes you perfect. <laughs> perfect. Oh my god! Individual. All I do is watch documentaries about like messed up religious stuff. Like I was just talking to some friends about Wild Wild Country recently, I and I haven't I'm, seen that one yet. Oh my gosh! You have to watch it. It is I by far. I have started it so many times. So but, it's slow, right? Like it's slow moving. Okay. they they have to like build it. Okay. Um, but like stick with it because okay. Okay. it is by far the most insane documentary on a religious group i've ever seen and like obviously i've watched some weird stuff yeah but like this is this gets to the point where you're literally just sitting there like how there are so many twists in this that i did not see coming so i we should have a conversation about that how familiar
0: familiar are you
1: with the um the kobu it was a religious cult uh i've heard of it but that one i don't know as much about i i delved into like the teal swan stuff for a while oh Um, she's
0: she's so oh she's she's super
1: fascinating right because it's a female run Mm -hmm. group um but like yeah anyway so like I'm but I will check out the Kobu group but like I, anytime there's like anything culty or like religion based I watch it because I need to know that these things are out there so yeah, that if people sure. come to me like I know I know stuff about it right yeah yeah, yeah. Kobu's
0: um the one my friend Erin Martin was mm-hmm. she grew up in it and she's a podcaster now she actually does um she has a podcast called Cult Talk, and she's about ready to have, uh, which is about her and her mom like growing up, like in. The, oh wow! And then she's about to do season two of Cult Talk, which I don't think is out yet. But um, in any case, I don't know a ton about them, but um, I do love hearing her stories. And I thought, oh, maybe that would be interesting, and get all of us together. Yeah, um, and of
1: course <laughs> you know I live in the area of Naxium. Yeah, <laughs> like so. <laughs> and we'll talking about this, like
0: we need to have you. <laughs> do the nexium um just to do a whole nexium primer like we just did a vanderpump rules primer like here this is what you need to know to understand Scandoval. okay this is all you need to know so we'll do one on nexium so people can understand what happened we totally
1: there. should it's so crazy because it's like literally in my backyard here yeah. um and like the um the ymca in silver bay that like we do a lutheran summer gathering every year at Like Nexium had their gathering the week after ours, so like I've preached and spoken on the stage that then like Keith Raniere stood on like two days (laughs) later, which is crazy to me. Yeah, crazy.
0: Um, I'd have to go back and rewatch the trial of that, which is highly disturbing but highly fascinating um, just a whole second half of things that, yeah, you know, the first half was like, oh, it's a sex cult. Okay. And then the second half is
1: like the court stuff. You realize all this other stuff. Oh, with so much other stuff. Right. And so I just had this conversation with someone recently where like, cults don't start with that. Right. Like he didn't yeah, you he start, he didn't start, with, start with like branding people and having a sex cult. Like, right. He started yeah. with his ESP program and like, that seems semi-normal. And then like, that was fine. And then they pushed the envelope in other ways and other ways and other ways until like you're branding people and having a sex goal, Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, fascinating. Okay. So we've got you on the
0: books for, for a couple more. Um, you're, not, good. You're, not, you're not going anywhere. Um, <laughs> anyway, we've got all your contact information linked down below,
1: but tell the people where they can find you. Yes. So, uh, Instagram, Pastor Becca, uh, Twitter, Becca Ehrlich, E-H-R-L-I-C-H, uh, Facebook, Pastor Becca Ehrlich, uh, where else? Uh, obviously my Christian minimalism blog, if you're interested in that kind of thing and living more simply and Which from a Christian I highly standpoint. recommend
0: you check it out because these principles, as, as someone who doesn't even consider herself a Christian, like it's, but again, as I always say, I'm very spiritual. So a lot of the same principles of intentionality intentionality mm-hmm. are very big for me right now and yeah it's really, for sure it's
1: really hitting a spot in me
0: that i needed
1: um yeah and even it. though i i talk about it through a christian lens like i have non-christian readers who often right. come and get things out of it which is great so. and we've talked about we talked about that before
0: it's not i mean like yeah that's the lens that you talk about it through but it's really sort of
2: adaptable to you mean open to your interpretation
1: yeah and what's really fascinating about my blog is like a wide range of Christians read it too. So like, right? Like so we have everything from like fundamentalist Christians all the way through like orthodox and everything in between. And so like it's super fascinating to me sometimes um the conversations on the social media channels for for Christian minimalism. Like my favorite, I don't I'm going off topic, but my favorite my favorite story about that is um in the Christian minimalism community group on Facebook, right? So there's the page and then there's a group that you can mm-hmm. join. Um and uh someone was like, hey, like, I think it was a Roman Catholic was like, hey, I'm like thinking of connecting my mentalism stuff to like giving up stuff for Lent. What's everyone doing for that? And like one of the evangelical Christians in the group was like, what's Lent? (laughs) (laughs) Right? Because that's not part of their tradition. And so like, it was really fascinating to watch like the more liturgical traditions, like explaining like the season of Lent and like introspection and like turning back to God where we've, we've made mistakes and um repenting and blah 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 and like um the evangelical fundamentalist other non-liturgical traditions are like oh i didn't even know this was a thing and like doing research on lent and it was just like this really interesting conglomeration <laughs> like thought... a whole bunch of different type of christians coming together which is you cool. don't have the flat earth no dinosaur believer f- christians uh i mean no one has
0: posted anything like that <laughs> it
1: doesn't mean they're not there but
0: like i've got, got one on <laughs> my facebook feed and and she's highly entertaining um I say that it's so bad but like oh my god like sometimes I'm like really really like who ties your shoes for you that you think that oh my god oh my god it's not about the religious stuff either it's just about like the flat earth stuff (laughs)
1: yeah and what's crazy is that like people are indoctrinated into that because as you said like the algorithms for like youtube and all those things like they just get more radical and more radical mm-hmm. and weirder and so like people keep going down this rabbit hole and then they're like all of a sudden being like the earth is flat suddenly and it seems legit it looks like it's coming yeah. from a legit source. it looks like it's coming from people who speak with authority and know what they're talking about and yeah yeah yeah
0: Crazy. all that crazy stuff um anyway that'll do it for us today
1: <laughs> <laughs> sorry <Thank you> guys,
0: <laughs> all for tuning in <laughs> appreciate you all we'll talk to you later bye bye, bye. bye.